What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. What's happening, Kyle? How are you doing? Matt, it is currently 70 degrees down on the mountain or it off is the mountain. Currently and... not here. <laughs> um, so we we have lost our heater. Uh, by the time this goes live, hopefully we will have a heater again. Uh, and that will be perfect timing because I think that day the high is supposed to be like 20 something. We might get some snow. So it would be really nice, you know, to, you know, at least right now, like if you can, you know, put a heater in a room and shut the door, it's warm enough to sleep in. But like the rest of the house, it's, it is pretty chilly. And, and I live pretty much outside because I'm usually outside working on my sermons and so forth. And uh, it is usually cold. So I'm normally cold or in the cold and it doesn't bother me, but inside the house, like you feel like, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm covered up with a blanket wearing a hoodie and. Well, yeah, it's the difference of being outside, like in in the sunshine or something like that. Right. So, so if you walk in the light as he is in the light, you'll be warmer. Uh, There you go. (laughs) All right. So how's the family doing, man? Man, we're doing well, you know, same old, same old. We're uh, we're taking it a week at a time as we continue to, you know, walk through a COVID world and uh, really looking forward to the day when we can go eat in a restaurant again. Um, We're going to happen because they're all going to be shut down by the time. (laughs) (laughs) So we we had my uh, mom and her sister in. So my aunt uh, were in town this weekend and uh, we're recording this uh, on Tuesday and uh, they have left and i just got a text a little while ago they're in hobbs and uh, so my my aunt doesn't really travel very well she needs to get around and move quite a bit and so uh, my mom is making a very slow trip from mayhill uh, to the dfw metroplex and stopping at like every mcdonald's they see well they don't do that on on the new mexico side i guess but on the texas side they will stop at the the mcdonald's and be able to go in walk around and uh, so we had a good time with them had a birthday girl that we talked about and then this past tuesday uh we had or actually today i guess as we're recording this we had the first episode of the potluck podcast here on not another baptist podcast and they did a great job if i might say so myself because i was with them um and on the uh, brand new nab network yeah and and we had a good time talking about the uh the erlc task force uh report and uh, the new lifeway logo and so the question of the day is dr kyle non-alcoholic beerman is have you listened to it i have not not yet it is you not, are the worst not, friend I ever i know i'm sorry um, but it just went live this morning i, mean, I know I've, you haven't been doing anything else you're a pastor you only work on sunday uh, so right, speaking yeah. of sunday glad to hear that your family's doing good glad all yeah. that kind of stuff uh but uh speaking of sunday we do a thing every sunday uh and that is preach 
And so we get up into the pulpit after a week of laboring over God's word, studying it. Uh, If we're John MacArthur for like 60 hours, if you're Kyle for like 30 minutes on Saturday night. Uh, But we, we have done all of the work. We've prepared a message. We have crafted an outline. We've sent all the notes. It's in the bulletin. It's on the screen. We get up, we preach, and we hit an epic home run. And uh, thousands of people are saved every Sunday. That's that's what happens every day, every Sunday at First Baptist Church, Alamogordo, correct? Oh, with, without question, yes. Yeah. Same thing up here in Mayhill, same, same exact same thing. Uh, but the idea, though, is, of course, every Sunday we're preaching. We're preaching the Word of God, hopefully text-driven sermons where we're letting the text drive it, uh, not just our ideas and so forth. Uh, but one of the things that I noticed as I was doing my dissertation work and whatnot is that that disconnect, of course, between hearing and doing the word. We've been studying first, second, and third John. We're now on third John. And, uh, and of course, we see a continual refrain in there of how John has great joy when his people are walking in the truth. He also talks about knowing the truth. And, uh, and so there's that idea of how we also know the truth, but we need to put it into practice. And one of the things that I found, uh, Kyle, in my research with my people is I had 100% of our members say uh, that it is every believer's responsibility and calling to share the good news. And that's awesome. I mean, because it is. That is true. It's every believer. If you're saved, you're not saved just to sit in a pew. You're saved to share the good news. I also had 100% say that it was false, that it is the pastor's job to do all of the evangelism in the church. So we're batting 100% in terms of knowing what we need to do. And then the question comes, in the past month, I have shared the gospel at least one time. The following question is, in the past week, I have shared the gospel at least one time. And Kyle, what percentage do you think uh, my people have shared the gospel in the past month? Less than 100, I'm going to say. Correct. (laughs) What is the percentage of maybe the past week? Uh, also less than a hundred significant, barely over zero. And so, so we have seen this, that all of our people know that they are supposed to share the gospel. All of them know that it's not just my job. Uh, however, in the past uh, month, only about 70% had said that they had shared the gospel in the past week. Uh, I believe it was something like 20 or, or something in, in, along those lines. And that's not really uh, digging into what is sharing the gospel. We had one say that they have said, God bless you. And that's like people thinking it's evangelism when somebody at Walmart says happy holidays and you say, Merry Christmas. And you've just led them to Jesus. <laughs> share, so, share the love of Jesus right there. That's <laughs> yeah. And so in our study, first, uh, second, third, John, we've, we, we see about knowing the truth, being able to spot error, all of that kind of stuff. But he says he has great joy when his people are walking in the truth, actually putting what they know Uh, that it's gone down to their heart and they're now living it out. So I'm done talking. Kyle, give it a shot. How how do we get our people to move from knowledge? Because we're all preaching every single week, but actually putting it into practice throughout the week. You just yell at them more. Yeah, like you, just, you, gotta, you yeah. just take take the take the sermon up another decibel oh, and another worst. octave. Or and yeah, if you're Doctor Queen, you just get higher, <laughs> <laughs> higher in the terrifier. Uh, so, so what what are some ideas that you have? Yeah, so I, th- I think it's the difference between um, 
knowing about something and knowing someone, right? So um, I, I heard a guy, a pastor one time, maybe it was Matt Chandler, who talked about uh, his one encounter with Troy Eggman, and it was at a restaurant. And he um, backed backed out of his table and saw Troy Aikman there. And he said, um, hi. And that was it. He said, now, he said, I've met Troy Aikman, but I don't know him. Right. He said, he said, there, there are, there are people who have a very good relationship, like Troy's wife, Troy's kids with, with Troy Aikman. They don't know him. Right. It's, it's that different. So I can know something I can know about someone, but I can, it's, it's a difference between knowing about them and knowing them. Right. So it's a difference between knowing what I should do and then actually putting it into practice. And, and, and I think making that transition, right. From knowing the truth to walking in the truth takes time, not unlike a relationship, right. That's how you get to know someone. You spend time with them. The, the way you become uh, able to walk in something is by spending time uh, doing it. And so for us as pastors, I think it's, you know, it's, it's really easy to talk about evangelism from the pulpit, right? Oh, the, the Bible says that we should share our faith. Don't you believe that you should share your faith? Yes. Don't you really, uh, as a believer, you should want to share your faith, right? Okay, go do it. Yeah. Versus, okay, let me show you how to do that. Let's talk about some ways to walk through this and practice it. Um, and, and it's hard, right? I, like you said, because there's so many misconceptions about what evangelism is, you know, oh, I left a, I left a tract in place of a tip um, I, on Sunday morning. And so, you know, I sure hope that waitress, I, um, I sure hope that waitress reads that because, because that's more important than any tip she's going to get. Yeah. Well, yes. But if you attach like a $20 bill to that, it's much more likely to be read and much more likely to be taken to heart. So and bribing <laughs> them to Jesus is what I want you to do. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, you know, and, and then in, you know, one of, one of the, my favorite uh, gospel presentation tools is the three circles because it's so conversational, right? And you can lead into that from uh, if, you're, if you're having a conversation with somebody and they're just simply sharing about life and maybe some issues that they're having in life, you can naturally say, let's talk about why, let's talk about why life happens that way, right? Let's talk about why we experience brokenness as people and then share the good news. And, and I think so often it, we, we get right to that point and then it, the conversation goes, oh, that's so awful. I'll be praying for you. Yeah. And, and that's it, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, practice as pastors leading by example, um, you know, being able to share ways that we've shared the gospel uh, within the last little bit as well. I think that's one of the neat things about the whole who's your one. I, I want to separate that because every time I've said it in the past, it's like, who's your one? <laughs> who's your one? Who's your one? In, Indiana uh, fans love that. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but, but the idea that this is, it is now personal. This is someone that Kyle knows is lost. He has some form of a relationship with them. Either this is a banker that he knows or, or whoever. Like Kyle knows this person so he can pray with them. And, and it's kind of on his, his radar. It's not this just kind of abstract we know that there are lost people out there, so we need to go and tell them about Jesus. It, it brings it home to somebody that they know. Not too dissimilar to what we do with missions and so forth, uh, right? When we have the Annie Armstrong offering or the New Mexico uh, offering here, uh, other states obviously have theirs or Lottie Moon. Yeah. It's not just something you're, you're not really 
typically, I'm sure there's churches that maybe are, but you're not generally going to be successful when you just say, hey, we've got a goal of $3,000 for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, and you put it in a bulletin, and then you move on. No, what we usually do, or what many churches do, is we play the videos, we share about it, we regularly put it in front of them, because that then puts a face in a ministry and what they're actually doing before them, and suddenly they're not just giving to this abstract Lottie Moon thing, they're giving to this guy that is in you know, China, or even better, if they can come to the church and share. And then there's more generosity because it seems more tangible and real for our folks. And I believe that's something that's helpful if you're wanting to get your people to be more active in sharing the faith, where it's not just this abstract thing, as Kyle says, that, hey, you know you need to share the gospel. You know that there's lost people out there. And oh, by the way, they're also in your church. But anyway, uh, there's lost people out there in here in, in our area, we know that statistically that is 90 to 95%. And so I tell folks as you leave, one, one way that we do this is as you leave, just count the houses as you make your way home. Many of our folks drive for a, a long you know, bit, so they're either going back home to Alamogordo because there's not a good church down there, or they're going to Artesia. So so when, when they're passing all of those houses, I tell them, just count 10 houses along the way, and nine of those people are lost, you know, statistically. And it gives them a visual, and, and then it begins to bring it a little closer to home. Then you tie it into something like, who is your one, <laughs> or who's your one, and then it's somebody that they actually... No. And and then, of course, our, our job as pastors, just as important as making disciples, is our call to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so part of that work of ministry is what are saints commanded to do? to make disciples. And so part of your job then is not just to tell them to do it. It's also to model it and to live it out. And, uh, and I want to get Dr. Queen on here. Uh, he's talked about evangelism with us before. Uh, but just the other day, if you talk to him right now, he is still probably on cloud nine. Maybe by now it, it might be eight or seven, but he he's way up there, like as high as his voice is, uh, because he shared the gospel over Zoom. Uh, and I don't want to give too much of the story away, uh, but literally every single person that was in attendance on the, the chat uh, professed faith in Christ and said, Jesus is Lord. And uh, they were from a predominant. So, so the call to put, so, so, the, so the, the answer then is to bring Matt Queen to yeah, your church. He'll save everybody. He'll save everybody. <laughs> you know, we've got 90 to 95%. What we'll do is, you know, we'll just put a big speaker out on top of the church, have him, you know, speak and, and preach and be like, repent and believe, or actually be more like, repent and believe. And then the entire mountain will be safe. That's it. It's that simple. That's it. That's it. And uh, so, so Kyle, as, as we begin to wrap up, um, what are just some parting notes that, you know, because it's easy to get discouraged by this. And I don't want that to happen for our folks right. when, when you realize that you're preaching, it's not, we're not saying that you're wasting your time, that kind of deal. Uh, but what are just some ways that as we are moving forward in our churches, whether they are 10 people or a hundred, or we're, already handedly forward in the revitalization side of things, whatever it might be. What are just some words of encouragement as we continue to preach uh, and continue to be faithful there? Because nothing we're saying is lessening that, but to get maybe that moving forward for our people to put it into practice. Yeah. So from a, from a pastor standpoint, um, you, you have to equip your people, right? Most of our folks 
have not been trained in how to share their faith. That, that's, the, that's just the simple reality of it. Over the past several decades, uh, they, they've not been equipped. And so uh, holding you know, regular evangelism training, whether that's on a Wednesday night, or even if you do it on, uh, take a, a time on a Sunday morning to do it, or uh, at some point during the week, but, but training is a part of that, right? You can't, as we said in the beginning, you can't walk in the truth unless you know the truth. And, and you can't put into practice what, what you don't know how to do. So training is a huge deal. Um, I think we, we cannot overemphasize the importance of prayer. And so if you want to help your people connect with their neighborhoods, uh, there is a website called blesseveryhome.com where your folks can go in and sign up and it will pinpoint their neighborhood. And using census data, there, there's this, this, this is publicly, publicly available information. But you can find out information about your neighbors, uh, their names and addresses here in this office website, blesseveryhome.com. It's free. It's a wonderful tool. And, and you can just begin by saying, hey, I want you to sign up for this. And every day this will give you someone in your neighborhood to pray for. And that can help develop relationships. Now, I think you should also caution them to not like, you know, walk up to somebody, somebody random's house whom they haven't met yet and be like, hey, you're, you're Dan and Tracy. Nice to meet you. You know, no, don't do that. But, but it will give you uh, the ability to pray for your neighbors by name and then pray that, you know, you have the opportunity to encounter them. And I think we'd be surprised if we realized how many of our folks and, and maybe even how many of the pastors that they're listening, because I've had a hard time doing this as well. How, how many of our folks don't know their neighbors well? Yeah. Um, in our neighborhood, we've tried to, to get to know a couple of them. There's a couple of folks that despite being here for five years, we've never had a substantial conversation with. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just not happened. And so um, equipping is a huge deal. Praying is, is an even bigger deal. And, and don't underestimate the power of a story. Uh, you know, if, if you have shared or, you know, somebody in your church that shared, even if that person didn't accept Christ, but it's an example of them being faithful, uh, to share, uh, put that in front of your people, kind of the same idea with IMB and NAM and and all that stuff that we do for the special offerings where they are hearing, it's not just, you know, what, what we're told to do, but this is somebody that has done it and they didn't die from it. You know, like the person didn't eat them or you beat them up if, if they did, I mean, tell that story too. And blessed are they, you know, that are persecuted, but, uh, whatever it is, you know, put that in front of, your folks too, and uh, and that they can see that yes, this is actually something that can happen and should happen, and uh, and see what God's going to do with it. And so we hope this is an encouragement uh, to you uh, that as you are teaching the word and your people are knowing uh, the word, uh, help them ultimately live that word out. Give them some opportunities to put that into practice. Train them, uh, share it with them, take somebody out to uh, eat lunch or have a cup of coffee. And while you're there, start a conversation with your waitress or your waiter and say, has anybody told you today God loves you? And they're going to say no. And you're going to say, well, let me tell you how. And then you can walk through and say, God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to live the life that you couldn't live, to die the death that you deserve, Uh, was buried, rose again three days later victoriously for you, offering you forgiveness and salvation, and he'll come back for you if you'll turn from your sins into him in faith. Sometimes it could be just one or two sentences. And as an example for that person that you're with, it's ultimately a discipleship opportunity to share with them that they too can just do it as simply as that. And then leave them a big tip 
if they had to listen to your spiel, leave them a big old tip. Yes. <laughs> so Absolutely. don't don't Absolutely. give them the gospel and then stiff them with a penny or a dollar. Like you know, bless bless the socks off of those folks. And uh, so we hope this encouraged you. Preach the word, trust the word to do its work, but also give them some opportunities to live it out. Kyle, send us out. And before you do, remember, join uh, Not Another Baptist Podcast uh, friends, the Potluck Podcast, this coming Tuesday. It'll be there at midnight o'clock. And uh, so when you get up on Tuesday, it'll be ready for you. Uh, We don't know what we're going to discuss at this point because SBC has a way of doing weird things every single day. And so there will be some news, surely, by Tuesday uh, that we will love to dive into. And uh, so that's going to be here on this uh, uh, platform as well. So Kyle, send us out. All right. Well, until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?